Hello, everybody. This is Will Polston, and this is Matthew Perry here for GMs for Hire. It is Thursday, 4.30, April 30th, 2020, and we are here to bring you a player profile of a midweek episode here, GMs for Hire, the first midweek episode that we have brought to anybody, only the second episode, to be fair, but it's just us two right now. This is going to be kind of our format moving forward. We're going to have that mid or that end of the week uh, basically like the weekly recap, and then throughout the week we may be doing player profiles, we may be doing small stories, debates, so on and so forth. But today you got me and Matt Perry, um, and we're going to cover a uh, an MLB, in my opinion, an MLB legend. He's been around for quite some time. Uh, we're covering Yadi Molina, who's going into his 17th season, if the MLB season picks back up with this whole coronavirus thing. Um, some news came out about him recently, and he spent all 16 years of his career with the St. Louis Cardinals. And he is saying that now um, he is set to become a free agent after the 2020 season. And he's saying that now he's willing to part ways with the Cardinals if they aren't to reach an agreement after the season. Um, Previously, before his contract went up, he said it was either Cardinals or retire. But now going into his age 38 season, he's looking for a two-year deal. Um, he said that the Cardinals are his primary, but he's willing to go other ways. Matt, uh, let me get your opinion on that real quick. Uh, well, seeing him willing to go other ways kind of surprised me because, you know, when you think of Yadier Molina, you think of the Cardinals. Uh, he's been a staple in that lineup for, like you said, now 17 years. Um, he's always been back there. Um, I, I think I remember you saying most games caught by a catcher. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it, it's somewhere over 1,900. Yeah. most games ever caught by a catcher in Major League Baseball. So he's been back there for a long time, and uh, he's done great for them. I, if I don't know if he's officially a captain for them, but honestly, in my book, he's their captain. Um, but it would feel a lot like you see Tom Brady on the Bucks now, on the Buccaneers. You see uh, when Michael Jordan went to the Wizards. Wayne Gretzky went to the St. Louis Blues. It, it'll be weird, for sure, seeing him in a different uniform. If the Cardinals don't bring him back, um, I hope they bring him back, just because he's done so much. But the Cardinals do have quite a few good catching prospects, so maybe it is just Yachty's time uh, and the Cardinals' time to bring someone new in. Yeah, it very well could be. I know um, getting up in that age, it's a little bit, um, it's going to be tough for Yachty for sure. Um, and he's going to be, as we mentioned, going into this season, turning 38. Um, he turns 38 on July 13th, um, of this year. And then he's looking for a two year deal, which will take him into his age 39 and 40 season. Um, and being a catcher, catching that many games. I mean, even with a short season, I'd imagine Yachty or Molina is going to eclipse 2000 games this season. Um, he's only, you know, I, I want to say he's at like 1,947 games, if I'm not mistaken. It's somewhere around that number. Uh, yeah, um, it's even closer. He's at uh, 1,983. 1,983? Yeah, he's he's very close. Um, okay, he, then, he yeah, he's only 17 games away. Yeah, he, he'd get so, it this year, for sure. So he's definitely going to eclipse 2,000 games. Um and that behind the backstop and that's nuts, especially, um, as you're getting older. I mean, he's, he's getting almost better with age. I mean, he, as, as the years go on, I mean, he's, yes, he's lost a little bit of the defensive prowess that he once had. He doesn't necessarily have the pop-up time like he used to, but he's still got the bat. He's bat and he's still putting up decent averages. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you pulled up his stats earlier. You said he's never batted below 250. Yeah, not since his rookie season he hit um Oh no, I'm sorry. It was his third season, his uh age 23 season. Uh he had 417 at bats and he hit 216. 216. Um, okay. So yeah. that's not the greatest of numbers by any means, but I mean, as you go on, I mean everything else from 250 uh 250 and above, I mean You'll take those kind of at bats, you know. You'll take those averages in your lineup, especially from an everyday player. You can't expect a 300 average from everybody in your lineup. So, I mean, to be able to still get on a, you know, get a hit even uh, a quarter of the time, you know, that's that's really solid percentages. And especially from a position like catcher, that's really not known for their offensive prowess right now. Maybe JT Realmuto, Yasmani Grandal, um, Gary Sanchez. But other than that, I mean, I don't know many catchers that are very huge offensive oh well now um also mitch garver i i, I forgot about mitch garver he's, mitch he's in the league 
yeah, he's he's got the bat. That's for Wilson sure. He's got Contreras. a cannon. Yeah, okay. So there are a few. You know, there there's definitely some hitting, but but I mean the catching position historically has lacked a lot yeah. of offense. It's it's definitely a defensive first position. Yeah, you definitely don't have guys like Mike Piazza and Ivan Rodriguez, Jorge Posada here anymore. But I mean, one thing you have seen from Yadier Molina is consistency. And back on the 300 thing, he did hit 300, uh, looks like, five times in his career, most recently 2016, um, his age 33 season. Uh, so he hit 270 last season. It's not that far off. Um, you do see some kind of decline, but I, he could still start for a team. Um, anyway. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say, and sort this on baseball reference, I know you have it up. See. Did last year he hit his career high in home runs? Uh, no, last year he only hit 10. Back in 2012, where he won his uh, Silver Slugger, he hit 22. Oh, wow. What uh, Did he hit, like, 20 recently? Was there any re- yeah, year recently hit, where he hit 20? Yeah, he hit 20 uh, two years ago in 2018. He That's what I was thinking of. I thought, that was a, I thought that was a career high. But, no, yeah, last year it was only 10. So, But still, I mean... You know, you'll you'll take those numbers to to get 20 home runs out of Yadier Molina. You're not going to get it often. And he's still doing it. And two years ago, that's his age, you know, 35 season, you know, and you're still popping out home runs, still throwing out batters. He's he's up there. And so, I mean, with this covid-19 thing, you're going to take a lot of rest. You're going to sit. You're going to, you know, a lot of players may be working out, but they're not exactly, you know, in the grind every day. You know, we're we're at the end of April going into May. The, The season would already be a month long. And that's a lot of wear and tear, especially for Yachty, who's probably going to be catching, I would imagine, five out of seven days a week. You know, I mean, at the age of 37, I mean, it's going to yeah. it's not going to do any good for his knees. But now he's getting to rest. It's going to be a shorter season. He's still going to get his normal off days, I'd imagine. So he's not going to get too much. How many games we're going to have in the MLB the season this year? Nobody knows. I mean, it, it could be 100. It could be less. It, nobody nobody really knows. But I'm imagining he's still going to get his off days. He's still going to get everything. And so, I mean, why not? You know, why not go a couple more years? I mean, you're, you're offensively still there. You've always de- defensively been there. I mean, why not keep going? Yeah, I think, um, I think if he wants to go two more years, he can go two more years, at least in a part-time role. Um, I got sneeze. So it, it, if it comes, it comes. But um, – you know, like I mentioned, the catchers that the Cardinals have in their farm system, guys like, uh, just to my memory, uh, Yvonne Herrera, for example, um, I think he still might be a year or two away. But if you were to re-sign Yachty, put him in that part-time role, maybe get – because then he could help someone new um, like Yvonne Herrera or whoever they decide to call up to put in that position. I think he could be a big help and it still get some part-time reps. I think that's fair. I mean, they also have, um, just speaking from experience, because I'm a Cardinal fan, they also have Andrew Kisner, who spent some time up in the big leagues last year, too. He's gone up and down. Um, you know, he, he could he could see some play, playing time here soon, I'd imagine. But, um, I mean, hell, even before that, the Cardinals had Carson Kelly. And Carson Kelly never really got it going for St. Louis. But once we sent him off to Arizona, I mean, he's he's got a little bad on him now. I mean, he's been putting it together. Um, do you think maybe with somebody as close as MLB ready as Carson Kelly, if he was still in the MLB or if he was still in the Cardinal system, do you think this may push out Yachty a little bit quicker? Well, I wouldn't guarantee that it would. I think Carson Kelly still, I would still honestly start Yachty or Molina over Carson Kelly. Um, but I would say it could push him up quicker. Uh, if, if Yachty was a free agent and they stole a Carson Kelly, I would say they go with Carson Kelly. Um, of, of course, that's not the case, though. Uh, the Goldschmidt trade prevented that, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and Goldschmidt has been pretty fantastic. Uh, so I, I wouldn't have any regrets as a Cardinal uh, front office guy. But maybe I would think it, it would cross my mind, at least. I think... With this, it's going to be, um, I, I mean, in my in my opinion, um, and also in Yadier Molina's opinion, he stated that um, he's got 100% confidence that um, the Cardinals front office and his manager are going to be able to find the terms to make a deal. And I I doubt, I, you know, I, I highly doubt they won't. Um, I feel like if Yadier Molina does want to keep playing, they're going to keep having him. Um, 
one of the most known names, I'd say, in Cardinals baseball history, definitely in recent years. Uh, one of, if not the most, um, you know, debate Albert Pujols. But it's been so long since he's been on the Cardinals that, yeah. you know, the newer baseball fans who are coming up, the kids growing up now may not even remember he was a Cardinal, you know. So, Yadier Molina, I mean, as as MLB The Show puts it, he's the face of the franchise. I mean, he he is the guy with St. Louis. He's the guy that you're you're going to market around. You're going to do everything around. I mean, yeah, Goldschmidt's probably the guy. You know, Goldschmidt's got the bat. He's got everything like this. Paul DeYoung, Paul DeYoung's an amazing player on the Cardinals as well, but nobody speaks Cardinals baseball like Yadier Molina, and I think that's I think that's a given. Yeah, for sure. Uh Molina's definitely going to end up on, you know, those outfield walls with other great players like Brock and Slaughter. And um, for uh, more, many other greats, um, you know, they're going to retire his number. And one big question, and we've discussed this in the past, is Yadier Molina a National Baseball Hall of Famer? Uh, Cardinal Hall of Famer is a given, but Cooperstown is not, at least in my opinion. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> we've we've had this debate plenty of times and I, uh, I you know I've had this debate with you many of times and I've always said you know Hall of Famer I mean it's obvious um, to me at least uh, he's a nine-time all-star he's a nine-time gold glover he's a four-time platinum glove winner the best fielder in all of baseball not even just his position and I think that is absolutely phenomenal um, if I'm not mistaken he's also uh, he's won a silver slugger he's got two rings he's he's got He's got it. I mean, he's got the statistics to prove it. He's got the hardware. He's got what you need to get into the hall. And I I think with the accolades, you're looking at it. But whenever – I mean, I think with the accolades, it's a, it's a pure yes. But whenever you look at the stats, I feel like you're going to have a little bit of pushback. And I could see where people say Yadier Molina is not a pure Hall of Famer. I was even listening to um, – I was listening to Talking Baseball, and John Boy said that uh, – uh, I want to say it was either John Boy or Trevor Plouffe. I don't remember which ones, but they were both saying, like, uh, gold gloves are just pieces of shit. Like, nobody – they said that, like, managers don't even vote for it. It's the Bat Boys who vote for it, you know? Like, so, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I personally, yes, I, I put Molina in the hall. Um, but, I mean, I'd love to hear your take. I, I've heard your take a few times. Put it out there. Uh, well, going back on gold gloves um... – it is a voting process, and there's clear proof that in the past, the best defender doesn't necessarily win it. Uh, many people use Derek Jeter examples. Um, I'll, I'll use him in this situation. He did, he did many seasons. Um, his fielding percentage wasn't fantastic, and despite many highlight real plays he's made over, over time, diving into the stands, the flip, um, the jump throw, you know, he's he's revolutionized shortstop. But was he deserving of all those gold gloves he won? Not every season. Uh, Yachty does have nine, four of them platinum. And I do agree that he's one of the best defensive catchers in the game right now. Uh, but his stats are indeed underwhelming. The He hit 270 last year, career 282, um, which is pretty good for a catcher, uh, nearing 300. Yet he doesn't. He's yet to rank top 10 in war among catchers. He's still sitting at 40.1. And I believe number 10 on that list is somewhere in the 50s. Uh, somewhere around Mickey Cochrane. Um, someone from long ago. Uh, two rings is nice. Nine-time All-Star. Yep. Fan favorite. So you're going to get there. Um, do I call him a Hall of Famer? It's, it's, hard, it's tough. He's definitely not first ballot. I think it would take him a few years to get in a good spot uh somewhere like kurt schilling even though kurt schilling's an asshole and everyone agrees with that um yadi's a nice guy though so i think fan um fan interest will play into it and i think it would take him a few years but i think he has the potential to make it into the hall of fame eventually I know a lot of people, they, they go with the offensive stats over anything. You know, a lot of people will, will make the argument that Yadi isn't deserving because of the offensive stats. And I remember specifically that you and I had a conversation one night that we were talking about, you know, Yadi's not the greatest hitter, not, not all this, not all that. But like we said, you know, we, we gave you the stats right there. Only one season under 250. And I mean, to get consistency like that. 
that's amazing. But is it consistent enough to make the Hall of Fame? I think that's where the question is. Um, I'm looking right now, and he's a career 282 hitter. And you're going to take those kind of offensive numbers. I mean, only 18 points shy of a 300 career batting average. Um, whenever I think of something like that, I look at somebody like Ozzie Smith. And Ozzie Smith, I think it is fair to say that his whole career um, was basically based around defensive stats. And I think I, I, I don't think I'm wrong by saying that. Um, another Cardinal great. Um, also played some time with the Padres. Um, did he play with anybody else? I don't think so. No, he only played with the Padres and the Cardinals. Um, as I'm looking at his stats and his accolades right now, he's a 13-time gold glover. So he's got a little bit on Yachty, and he will always have a little bit on Yachty because he's only going to play, supposedly, if this season happens, three more seasons. Excuse me. Sorry about that. That was unprofessional. But, um, you know, let's say he plays all three seasons. Let's say even if he does win the Gold Glove all three years, Yachty's still only sitting at, what, 12? And so he's still going to be short. Um, and then Ozzie Smith was also a 15-time All-Star, which is absolutely insane. Um, he's a one-time Silver Slugger, similar to Yachty. Um, he has one ring where Yachty has two. Um, and then, I mean, his stats, He's he, he is a war machine. He has a 76.9 war but you also have to factor in that it, I can imagine a majority of that is going to be because of his defense. Yeah. And Ozzie Smith was a lockdown defender. I mean, nothing was getting by him. Um, and I, I think Molina, you have to give him credit because a lot, I feel like all credit to the fielders, but I, I feel like it's a lot harder to be a catcher. I mean, you have a lot more responsibility. I mean, there's blocking the pitches. There's, And you never know what the hell your pitcher's going to throw. I mean, you can spike a curveball. And that's going to be a pass, you know, that's going to be a pass ball or whatever. But then you may have to, like, try to get the ball and try to throw out a runner advancing. And then you're going to rush. Well, now there's an error on you, you know. And then, I mean, it just there's a lot that goes into catcher when I feel like, you know, playing in the field may be a little bit more routine. It's a it's 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 a lot more, you know, consistent and everything such as that. Like you're not you may get like a weird hop or something like that or you may have a diving opportunity. But most of the time, if you get a funny hop, it's considered a hit. If it's a diving opportunity and you don't get the glove, like you get a glove on it, but it stays in the infield, you don't make the play, it's considered a hit. So I feel like there's a little bit of discrepancy there. Um, but I, I, I did look further into it. Um, so often, so this is, this is going to be the difference maker. So I looked into offensive war among career catchers, and Yadier Molina is ranked 41st. You got guys like Mike Napoli in front of him. Uh, Victor Martinez, other people that had okay careers. But then you look, if you start by defensive war, Yachty's fifth all time. Wow. And guys, and he's got Johnny Bench behind him, Brad Ausmus. Fifth all time among catchers. Yes, among catchers. Gotcha. Um, which is very impressive. Uh, guys in front of him, Ivan Rodriguez and Gary Carter, who are both Hall of Famers. Both Hall of Famers. And then you have Bob Boone and Jim Sundberg, who didn't get the call. No. But... Um, can you can you look into those two like their offensive stats? See what see what kind of players they are because they could be they could be piss poor for all I know. I mean, yeah, I'll check Bob Boone and um, Jim Sunberg's offensive war. So Jim Sunberg ranks higher than Yachty offensively. Wow, thirty fifth. Um, and then I'll try to find Bob Boone when I can. Uh, Bob Boone is ranks one hundred first. Okay, so that's that's out the window. But who? what was the name of the other one? Not Bob Boone, but who? Uh, Jim Sunberg. So this man, Jim Sunberg, ranked better than Yachty offensively and defensively and did not make the Hall of Fame. Correct. In, in wow. war, at least. Uh, yeah, in war. Which I feel like, what what, what time was this man playing? How, uh, how long ago? He played 1974 through 1989, 16 years, uh, for, uh, almost 1,500 career hits, only 95 career home runs. Um, lifetime batting average of 248, which is different from Yachty's 282. Uh, he won How is this man hitting better? How is this man a better offensive war than Yachty or Molina? Uh, three-time All-Star. He got a ring in 85. Um, no silver sluggers. Wow. I mean, almost 1,500 hits is nice, but... Yachty's got 1963. And then you said how many home runs? Only 95. 
career. Yeah, Yadi's got a career 156 and a career 282 batting average compared to the 248 you said for this man. Yeah. And they're ranking him better offensively than Yadier Molina. In war. At in least. war, which is nuts. I mean, is it is it RBIs? Is it runs? Is it you know I'm not fast? Did I'm not sure what Yadier Molina is missing. I after you look at something like that, now I'm confused at least. I mean, that just throws the war stat a little bit a little out the window, but I mean, but here's the thing is that modern day people are so obsessed with war and they're so obsessed with the new analytics and everything's got to be something. Every I, every single number counts. And and I feel like with nowadays, the modern like the MLB, um, what are they? The, 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 the Writers Association. Is that who votes for it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, the MLB writers. I, they I mean, they they look at so many different stats and like I feel like some players don't necessarily always get the love they deserve, but I really, I really hope that this doesn't happen to Yachty. Cause after hearing those stats and those, that guy is considered more offensively productive than Yachty or Molina. Like I'm almost kind of offended <laughs> like as a Cardinals fan and as a baseball fan, honestly, I'm kind of offended that that's, I, I mean, we have concrete proof that those are his stats. These are Yachty stats and that Yachty is still ranked lower. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not sure how Yadi or Molina is is ranked lower. I'm trying to find something on Jim Sundberg's uh, baseball reference page. What's his um like? What are what are his like on base, his slugging, everything like that? So on base percentage for Jim Sundberg career is 3.27. That's just under Yadi. Yadi's at 3.33. All right, and and that could go down for Yadi if Yadi plays two more years. So yeah, definitely. Uh, slugging 3.48. Yeah, Yachty's at 405. And then OPS is 674. And Yachty's at three uh, or 738. That's, that is nuts. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure where Yachty's missing. And even as OPS plus is at 98 and the league average is 100. And so, Sunberg's is only 90. So, so, uh, so where, uh, we're calling you out, War. You were, where in the world do these players rank better? Um, then, then Yachty. I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't want to do a, a whole entire offensive breakdown of every single catcher in the MLB. I mean, that's that's too much to handle. But 41st, you said, for Yadier Molina in offensive war? Yeah. And we have statistical proof in every single statistical category that Yadier Molina was a better hitter than this guy. And I mean, I don't know if this goes down to the discrepancy, but war, I don't, I don't know exactly how war is calculated. But um. Oh, you know what it is. War is based off of the current Wait. player. I thought it's based wins above replacement. Right. So isn't it like above? Isn't it like how many wins you would generate if they put in like the average player at your position? Yes. Yeah, or so, may, or is it your backup? Well, maybe what I'm thinking is that uh, Sunberg was a little more important. I mean, he only won one ring, but he might have been more offensively important to the team than Yadier Molina. Because Yadier Molina had plenty of great hitters on his team throughout his career. I'm trying to figure out what exactly is the absolute 100% concrete definition of what war is. I know it's wins above replacement, obviously. Yeah. Um, but this says wins above replacement is an attempt by the sabermetric baseball community to summarize a player's total contributions to their team in one statistic. You should always use more than one metric at a time when evaluating players, but war is an all-inclusive and provides a useful reference point for comparing players. Um, it, it says that war offers an estimate to answer the question, if this player got injured and their team had to replace them with a freely available minor leaguer or a triple A player from their bench, how much value would he be, would the team be losing? So maybe it's just that the the catcher underneath that man had was just that bad. Well, now now I'm gonna check. We're gonna get deeper into the wormhole here. I'm gonna check the 1985 Kansas City Royals roster to see who was surrounding Sunberg and how important he really was. Um. So you got. They want a ring. They want a ring. Um. I mean, it's a team effort. It's not just the catcher position, but. This is his one ring. Um. Yep. Jim Sunberg, his age thirty-four season. That uh, was his. That was his ring, thirty-four. Yeah. 
Uh, he had a 32-year-old George Brett on his team. Uh, I'm just naming notables. Uh, Steve Farr, who had a decent career. Um, I think pitching was where they won, really. Uh, a 21-year-old Brett Saberhagen. Oh, wow. Uh, Dan Quisenberry, age 32. Name. Yep. Frank White was age 34 at the time. Um, I mean, this team isn't anything fantastic. Uh, Does it have their backup catcher? uh, Yeah, let me see if I could sort by. Yeah, so backup catcher that season, well, at least second most games played. Sunberg played 112 of them. Uh, John Wathan played 49 games. A career war of five. Um, I mean, he had a few seasons. He played for Kansas City his whole 10-year career. Um, never hit over, uh, he hit, he hit 300, 300 twice in a season, but he what didn't, was his career, his career average, uh, 262. This man had better statistical career numbers. <laughs> he only had, he only had over 400 at bats three seasons. Okay. So he, he basically sounds like a career backup. Yeah, basically. Uh, only played in over a hundred games the three times that he did that. So okay, so I I don't know if if WAR is just because I mean don't get me wrong, Yadier Molina is not like he's obviously he needs to be the starting catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. All the years that he's been there, he's one hundred percent the guy. But in a lot of years, he's had decent backups. So maybe that's what applies to it because he's had backups such as AJ Przinsky. Um, for a while, he had Carson Kelly. Now he has Andrew Kisner, Matt Wieters, um, and not to mention, like there, there's been other catchers before. He took over Mike Matheny's position. Um, so I don't, I don't think they ever played on the same team. I, I don't think so. I, I, I'd, I'd be honest. I, I don't know what year Matheny retired, but I don't think they ever played on the same team. But he's had pretty decent backups quite a few years and maybe that just goes into the statistical standpoint and I, I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm taking a look now at the 2012 St. Louis Cardinals um, where he had the 22 home run season and route to the silver slugger arguably his best season offensively. Uh, Tony Cruz was the backup if you remember yeah, him. Yeah I do remember Tony Cruz for sure. Um, who never really had much of a starting job anywhere. Not at all. So He's a career backup. Yeah, so that I question that. Um, I know uh, for at least one year the Cardinals had AJ Brzezinski, and I know um, now he's had Matt Weeders for I want to say two seasons going into his third. Um, so I mean he's had relative. Uh, Matt Weeders used to be the face of the Warriors. I mean he 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 could he could swing a stick. So it was 2014. Um, Brzezinski was there, but they also still had. Tony Cruz and George Kataris. George Kataris? I don't he, know who that is. He only played in four games. Four that makes games. sense. Why I don't he, know who that is. He, he moved around a bit. Giants, Red Sox, never okay. really played much. But, yeah, you guys had three to four catchers, and Yachty played 110 games. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I, 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 I've never been a big fan of war. I like more of the number statistics, such as percentages, such as on-base percentage, slugging. Um, I, yeah, I love slash lines. I love. I still think average is still a good stat. It's um, a, it's yeah, I mean, people obviously. Should, people shouldn't value war more than average. Right. And I, I really like the stats, the, the new stats like weighted, ro- uh, weighted runs created plus. And I like stuff like that where there's obviously – where they literally state that like this 100, 100 is your average. And then depending on where you fall, positive or negative below, like, or above or below a hundred depends on like shows how important you are with war. There's no really, because there's no, there's no, like, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but there's no like benchmark. There's no, like you have to hit this war to be this good of a player. I saw on baseball reference that, each season, if you go season by season, you can check their season war. And like, if you have like a, what was it like a better than a five war that you were considered to be all-star level, or you, if you had better than an eight, you should be an MVP candidate or stuff like that. Like, yeah, I get that. But like, whenever you're looking at it, nobody, nobody has made a benchmark. Like this should be your war when you retire, or this should be 
considered to be what it is. And I know on baseball reference, speaking of Perzinski, I know on baseball reference, if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, it talks about like player similarities. And it said offensively and defensively, Yadier Molina is most like AJ Perzinski. And I, no offense to Perzinski. But he is nowhere near defensively what Yadier Molina ever was. And I don't think he was even close. I, I, if I if I remember right, Przinsky was there to hit, and he was there to hit people. Like, he was there to cause fights. He was there to be a ruckus. Like, he's the Yasiel Puig of the world, except Yasiel Puig's got a stronger arm. Like, don't get me wrong, Przinsky, great player. Great player in his time. He was a solid catcher. But, like, defensively, he never stood out, if I remember correctly. So I'm looking at the explanation of the similarity scores because I did look, and it does show Pierzynski, um up top most similar to him. Um, batting is based on a certain amount of games played at bats, runs scored, stuff like that. It doesn't get heavily analytical, but it's also based on age and a similar path. So similar batters through age 36 is also Pierzynski. Oh. Um and then you have guys like Benito, Santiago, uh, Jason Kendall, Tony Pena, who all, all three of those guys had great careers. So it doesn't – it but doesn't seem – None of them are in the Hall of Fame, are they? No. Um, I think Jason Kendall was revolutionary, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I do have a high, high price for him, though. Um, See, that's, of, a, that's what's nuts. Hall of Famers on this list are uh, similar batters-wise. You have Ernie Lombardi who we can look into. I remember seeing him close on the war list to him. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he won an MVP one year, but a career average of 306. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 190 career home runs, but he played... How many years did he play? He played 17 years. Um, he led the league in average twice. 330, 342. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, I could see why Ernie Lombardi's in the Hall of Fame for sure. Um, I don't know how he was defensively. That's something I can check now. Because um, his defensive war, he didn't he didn't have any gold gloves, but they didn't have gold gloves back then anyway. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll look into defensive war and see where we where we go. Because I, I I I'd imagine I mean being fifth all time in defensive war for the position. I mean, there's not going to be many people who are going to pass you out of your Molina, and I feel like that's the case. For the future, I mean, I mean, I feel like a four-time platinum glove winner. I mean, that is insane. They literally tell you you are the best fielder in the league. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, they do only give out one platinum glove a year yeah. between National League and American League, and they literally say you are the best def- defender in MLB. I know Kevin Kiermaier won it what two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, just I don't remember who won it last year, but maybe it was uh, may have been Matt Chapman, but uh. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but still, I mean, it was it, Matt. was Matt Chapman. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I can't imagine somebody not including his defensive prowess in into his final stats. And even whenever you look at the war stat, if you go season by season, um, just specifically um, offensive and defensive war, because they break it down by both categories. If you look at his defensive war throughout his career, he never went below 0.3, and he ranged all the way up to at max 2.9. That's just defensively. And then if you look at his offensive war, he's been positive every single year but one, in which in 2006, when the Cardinals won a World Series, uh, he had a negative 1.4 war, which is a terrible year at the plate. Um, but he he still, at any other season, he ranged from – uh, 0.2 to 5.2 uh, all the way whenever he won the silver slugger. So he, I mean, he's, he's got it. And he's been a, he's been a finalist for an MVP. He's, he won, he got third place in 2013. He got fourth place in 2012, the year prior. Um, when you look at this, like the accolades, when you look at the, the hardware he's got, I don't see how you deny him. I really don't. Yeah. I found Ernie Lombardi and this is the real difference maker. Uh, Ernie Lombardi Barty ranks 245th among catchers with all 3.8 defensive war. Yet his offensive war is 41.2, which I believe ranks him among 
Uh, it does rank him 19th all-time among catchers offensively. So he 19th offensively and one of and two in the 200s defensively. Yeah, so this was clearly an offensive catcher. Uh, Ernie Lombardi was, and that's the difference between him and Yachty. Definitely different players. Yeah, but whenever you average it out, I mean, 200 and something. You said 240s. I, I'll average it out right here. I yeah, if you it. take 240 um, and then 19. Okay, here then, we go. Um, yeah, Lombardi ranks 23rd. I mean, 24th. Yachty ranks 23rd. So Yachty's actually just in front of Lombardi. For career war. Career, yeah. Wow, okay. So but there's you, a Hall of Famer, but... But you know, then you get Stumper right in front of Yachty or Molina. And we're back to that whole... What is war? Yeah, yeah, we come back to right back to what is the Hall of Fame? What is war? And I mean, I think there's a debate for both sides, obviously. I mean, whenever you look at the statistical standpoints and you compare stuff like this, obviously we're going, okay, there's no way. There, there's absolutely no chance that he's going to be one. But then you you find something else and you look at the other statistics, you compare them to people like, like for their careers and you, you got to think there's no way he's not. And I think that's why, I mean, honestly, when you look at it in modern day baseball, I think he is the most controversial player on if he's a hall of famer or not. I think everybody goes, you've got your half of baseball fans. You go, he's one of the best catchers all time. He's a defensive, a, a defensive gem. He's got the offensive pieces to put it together. He does just enough to get in. Um, you know, he may, he may only get, you know, 75%, 76, but he's going to get in. And then you got your other half of the MLB fans who go, he's overrated. He's washed up. He's not good. He's not this. He's not this Wilson Contreras. Yes. Monty Grandal, you know, everything like this. He's not real Mudo. He's not this person. And they don't realize what he did prior. Cause yeah, he's not nearly the catcher he was, but he's 37. He's a couple months away from being 38. He's not going to be the same exact. He's not in his prime. He's not. And, and you can look at that statistical numbers for everybody, but Justin Verlander, everybody gets worse over time for the most part. You can look into Albert Pujols. If you took his time on the Angels, compared it to his time on the Cardinals, I think a lot of people would say if they were split into two careers, you don't take the Angels player as a Hall of Famer. But the career numbers that Albert Pujols has put together between everything, he is 100%, no doubt about it, first ballot Hall of Famer. 90 plus percent guaranteed, you know, he's going to be there. It's just weird to see that so many people are so back and forth on Molina. I'm looking now at defensive uh, statistics here between Pierzynski and Yadier Molina. Now I'm sure Yadier Molina had more games caught. That's, that's, you know, most likely. Yeah. Um, Both of them share a 995 fielding percentage. Um, yeah, Pierzynski played 19 seasons, uh, Yadier entering, you said 19, he played 19 seasons. Yeah. I know he's around that long. Dang. Yeah. So he was around for a bit. Um, do you have the games caught for Yadier Molina? Well, I can get them really quick. It's not going to take me long. Yadier Molina. Whenever I bring up his, no, not his contract F. Whenever I bring up Yadier Molina's baseball reference. Um, saying random words to fill time. Career games played uh, 1,983. Okay, so he did play more career games than Pierzynski. Pierzynski played 1936. So Yadier Molina in three less years has played more than Pierzynski's already played in a 19-year career. Yeah, correct. And I think, I mean, I, I think his durability alone should get him in there. And I, here's another thing with the Barry Bonds debate, the Barry Bonds debate. I get it. You know, he, 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 he may not have came out and said, whatever I did. He took steroids. If you look at how small he was and now how big he got. And then, I mean, you don't do that in the weight room. Um, At least that's, that's my opinion. And he's in the era. I could see where a lot of people are very skeptical about it. I get it. Um, But whenever, um, you look into it, you know, whenever you think about it, where am I going with this? I totally lost my train of thought. F. Yadi, okay. um, I'll wrap it up. Yadier Molina stayed clean for a 17 plus season career. He was a starting catcher on a good team almost his entire career. Um, he has titles to his name. Uh, he's one of the best catchers of our era. 
and he should be treated as such when it comes down to voting on ballots seven years from now or whenever he it's his time i i, I really don't get where i was going with that <laughs> now i'm really upset because i had a great point in my head um but yeah yadier molina has stayed clean and i i think oh this is where i was going barry bonds hit the most home runs of all time barry bonds hit the most home runs has the most home runs um Similar to how Pete Rose has the most hits, that can be debated because Ichiro with the added Japan hits, whatever. Um, but Barry Bonds, concrete, has hit the most career home runs out of any other MLB player in history. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because of the steroid era. Yadier Molina has played more games than any other MLB catcher ever. I can't imagine, and he's been a stellar defender, one of the most elite in the history of the baseball and an above average hitter and played the most games in MLB history. How do you deny that? And, and, and the stats are right there in front of you. I mean, you've got it right there, even being 41st all time or whatever number it was for the offensive war. Even if you consider that, that's think about all the catchers. There's 32 MLB catchers that just start right or not 32, 30. There are 30, catchers in the MLB right now that start and all of them have a backup. There are at least 60 MLB catchers. If you were to take it right now, 41st out of 60 is horrible. But if you are to take every single catcher all time and say that this is the 41st best hitter and the fourth best defender, those are, that's nuts. That is 45 combined. 41 and five is 40. If you divide that by two, you're getting 23 and a half or 22 and a half. If you said that Yadier Molina is the 23rd best catcher of all time, how do you not put him in the Hall of Fame? There are, well, there are players that are ranked higher than him that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's so crazy. Guys like guys like Jorge Posada, um, as mentioned, Jason Kendall, the uh, Jim Sundberg, you know, which is you know, still controversial, but defensive games as a catcher, he ranked first in the NL six times in his career and active. He is first, as you mentioned, career. He's seven in defensive games as a catcher. So I don't, I don't know about him playing the most games as a catcher. Um, and it, I thought I, maybe, maybe it was just the most games. I don't know. I thought I read that. Uh, I thought I read that on the ESPN article. I could very well be wrong. Um, let me see if I can pull up. Uh, keep talking, but let me let me pull up that article. He currently sits in seventh, uh, about 500 games uh, behind first place Ivan Rodriguez. Um, and you have and as the, the Hall of Fame thing was mentioned, there's only three Hall of Famers in front of Molina, yet he ranks seventh. You have Ivan Rodriguez and Carlton Fisk, who deserve they deserved their hall of fame bid and they got it um they each played 21 and 24 seasons so that's probably why they rank so high and then you have bob boone who was only one game off of fisk but he was more of a defensive player for sure then you have gary carter who after 19 seasons definitely deserved the hall of fame and then once again you got jason kendall sitting there which he won't be a Hall of Famer, at least not until the Veterans Committee can decide 30 years from now, potentially. But he's fifth all time. And then you have Tony Pena, who's made a good career of himself uh, as a player and as a coach. And then you have Yadier Molina. So you have some great players ahead of you. And he, he will pass Tony Pena this season if he plays. And potentially Jason Kendall, depending how long the season is. So you're looking at him finishing his career probably fourth all-time because I think if he plays two more seasons, he can pass Gary Carter for sure uh, and potentially even Bob Boone. So third or fourth all-time games played as a catcher for Yadier Molina at the end of his career if he goes two more years. Uh, whether or not that'll happen is the question. Uh, I think it'll happen. I don't know if it'll happen with the Cardinals, though. Uh, you got good teams that he can start on, 
you know. So here's where I went wrong in that statistic. Uh, he has caught 1,947 games in his career, the most with a single franchise. That's that was I saw the most and I automatically thought it was the most of a catcher. It's the most of a single franchise. That is where I've been going wrong the whole time. That makes more sense. But like I said, he can get up to at least third or fourth if he does play two more seasons, which is great company. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, to, uh, I was going to say I he, he has not played the most games of a catcher, but he's still up there. He's already top 10. He's seven. Yeah, exactly. So, and and you said he could probably cap out where, like top five, like he fourth. He could top out third or fourth. Um, and the only guys ahead of him would be Yvonne Rodriguez and Carlton Fisk. So, and that's bearing uh, like drastic injury or anything such as that. So, and that's if he gets his two more years. Um, but he seems pretty pretty set on doing it. Um, but man, like I I I could see I can see both sides of the debate. Um. But what do you think? I had this question written down. What do you think leaving? We talked about it a little bit earlier. What do you think leaving the Cardinals will do to Yadier Molina's career? Is it is it going to be like a shock for the league? Is it going to kind of take away a, a little bit from his career just because he left and he didn't stick with the card the loyalty thing? Like what what do you think is the overall impact of Yadier Molina potentially leaving the Cardinals? Well, it's not his fault if he wants to keep playing baseball and the Cardinals don't want to keep him in the uniform. Um, you got to follow what you love. And if he loves it, he obviously loves the game. That's no question. And if he wants his two more years, he's going to go anywhere he can for those two more years. Uh, I don't think it would mess with his legacy at all. Um, the Wizards for Michael Jordan didn't didn't affect his career. It just uh, was a little weird to watch. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know he played for the Wizards. Yeah, so... You know, you look at next year and you see Yadier Molina in a Tigers uniform. It's weird. Oh. You know, <laughs> it's not it won't be a pretty sight for Cardinals fans, but it's Yadier Molina playing baseball, still being the consistent player that he is. So I don't think it messes with his legacy at all. I think once you hit like a cap in the MLB, like a certain amount of years, it kind of throws people off to see you in a different jersey anyway. I think once you hit like that probably about eight years or so. Once you see them consistently eight years, you can do a lot of growing as a human in eight years. And you've seen that same person on that same team for eight years. If they left, it would be weird. Like a lot of people probably, um, I mean, obviously diehard baseball fans and everything like that will know, but a lot of casual fans that just watch it for the current day entertainment, a lot of people won't know that Miggy used to be a Marlin. Yeah. Um, a lot of people won't know that David Ortiz was on the twins. Like, you know, it, it, and there's a lot of names because they're, that's not who they're known for. I mean, Miggy is going to go down as a Tiger great, one of the greatest in Tiger history. Um, sure. David Ortiz, arguably the best DH in Red Sox history. Um, and it, it's just, I mean, there are just players who are known for being on certain teams. And I, I could, I, I don't see Yachty going to a different team. I really don't. Um, I, I really think Mosellock will give him what he wants. And I, I think Yachty knows that, um, He's not the twenty million, uh, uh, twenty million a year catcher that he is right now. Um, I or that the contract that we uh, the Cardinals gave him, they gave him three years, sixty million, um, not back loaded, not front loaded, twenty million straight base salary every single year um, for all three of those years. Um, and, and I think Yadi Molina knows that he probably won't get twenty million a year again. Um, and but I feel like he does believe in himself and I feel like he does believe he could still go out and catch anywhere between a hundred and 140 games still. Like I, I feel like he does feel that way. He seems pretty confident. He seems to, to be willing to say that you could take on two more years, not just one. He's not going to one year deal it one year deal it until he retires. He's saying, give me a, give me a multiple year deal. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be ready. And um, you know, I, I think that speaks a lot to what Yachty thinks that he's capable of. And I think he's, he's ready to go at it. I, I would like to see Yadier Molina finish his career in St. Louis. I think that's the most fitting exit for him. Um, I can't really see him anywhere else, although it wouldn't surprise me. But I hope he finishes with St. Louis. And I hope eventually one day he makes it into the Hall of Fame. I can't tell you off the top of my head the last player I've seen spend 15 years plus. No, I can't say that. I, I can't tell you the last time I've seen somebody spend almost a 20-year career with the same exact team. Yeah. 
or I, I should say this. I can't tell you the whole the last time I saw somebody spend their whole career with one team. Like, I, and and it's not that it's a loyalty problem or anything like that. MLB is a business, and and that's what it comes down to. You, the players got to be happy, the agents got to be happy, the managers got to be happy. It's a business. It's it's money. Money is circulated. It's all entertainment. But it it truly is a business. I mean, the guys get to play what they want to do for fun, but there's money involved and everything such as that. Everything comes at a price. So if Yachty gets a deal from the Cardinals and it's a two-year deal and he gets what he wants, then yeah, obviously. But I can't imagine in it being a business that if he – or I, I, I could still see him getting a two-year deal from a, a, an opposing team with more money and two years. And still – I could still see him sticking with the Cardinals. Players turn down more money all the time. Yeah. Um, and, I think, and, yeah. I think if the Cardinals – want to keep him i think they could get him for like a veteran minimum and yadi or molina would be like cool let's play let's yeah. do it that's just he who he is and he's very loyal to the franchise he loves the team so i don't think he'd turn that down i can't i can't imagine he would and i think i think anybody who saw yadi or molina get into a different jersey would be absolutely shocked but i can promise you that bush stadium if he were to do that would open him welcome back with open arms Standing ovation, obviously one of the most notable play- players in recent history. He's going to go down, as you said, at minimum a Cardinals Hall of Famer, maybe even go down in Cooperstown. So with that, I mean, Molina, Yadier Molina, whether or not you think he's a Hall of Famer, whether or not I think he's a Hall of Famer, it all doesn't matter because it's not down to us. It's all down to the Writers Association. But anybody listening to this, if you're listening to the YouTube version, leave a comment. Tell us what you think Yadier Molina will be if you think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, if you think he's not going to be Hall of Fame, and tell us why. Um, love to hear that from you guys. And if you have any other story ideas or any other episode ideas that you guys want us to cover, feel free to leave it in the comments, shoot us messages or whatever it may be. But until next time, I'm Will Polston. That's Matt Perry. And this is GMs for Hire, where we, us kids, think that we could be general managers, but we really just sit here and talk on computer screens. So thank you so much for tuning in for episode two. And we'll be here again, yet again on Sunday for the weekly recap. Have a good night, everybody.